Hi, thank you for joining us again on Fasanara's Digital Dividend Podcast. I'm Matt Koos, the head of origination here at Fasanara. And today with me, I have uh, Margarita Morrow, our uh, senior associate from the investments team. And then we're joined by Christoph Nicola, the founder and CEO of Tilta, uh, a new German digital lender who has just entered into the space. And we are very excited to have as one of the newest uh, partner platforms on the Fasnar digital lending platform. Christoph, thank you for being with us today. Thanks for having me, Margarita and Matt. On the digital dividend, we do this podcast really to shine a spotlight on the lending activities of some of the strongest and most innovative fintech lenders within our portfolio. And as such, we have a lot of listeners who are also in the fintech lending space some of whom are also younger people who are starting up their first lending businesses or coming into the lending sector. And so this podcast often can be a frame of reference for people on lessons learned, on uh, the journey of, of founding a firm and starting it up. And so if you could maybe just first start out with an, a high-level overview of who Tilta is and, and what business line you're in. Yeah, happy to do so. So I'm super excited to be here. Um, let me share you what we do and what problem we solve. Tilta is, first of all, a B2B fintech founded 21 months ago by my two co-founders, Anna and Ingmar, and myself. And today we are a fantastic team of 17 fintech experts. We are a payment service provider for digital B2B transactions. That means we only focus on transactions where businesses transact with other business. Imagine a construction company buying a heat pump to basically install it in one of their consumers' homes. Um, you could say there are many companies in the B2B transaction space. What do you do different? What's special about you? We only focus on credit-backed payments. With our solution, we are providing fast and risk-free payout to the seller as soon as the transaction is completed and the buyer um, has deferred payment terms, so that means he can pay later than the seller gets his money. Essentially, we are solving the inherent working capital gap at the point of sale, sale and help move B2B transactions online for our partners. Thank you for the introduction. Uh, so can you please tell us why you decided to focus on this particular area and uh, how you developed this, this business in the first place? Yeah, thank you, Margarita. Um, so upfront, it's Tilta is surely based on on our learnings, um, which in our past fintech experience, we were operating both in the SME lending space, but also in the B two C by now pay later space. Um, and if I could name three things, the first is delib deliberate decision where to play. We deeply believe there's a solution missing for credit-backed payment terms and help B2B trade move online. B2B trade is massive. It's five times the size of B2C, but still largely remains offline. So it's essentially 15 years behind B2C. Um, and why is that the case? It's the case because um, the preferred payment method in the B2B space um, remains deferred payment and payment on invoice. Um, and this has not been transferred into online. This is why we decided um, to help B2B companies, B2B marketplaces, um, with our solution, with our B2B infrastructure to solution, to uh, move online and serve the inherent 
working capital gap where the seller wants to get his money first and the buyer wants to pay once he um, finished his services to his customers. And Christoph, that's good to hear because at the end of the day, it aligns very closely with Fasanar's overall mission of enabling lenders who are fueling the SME economy, that's the backbone of the European economy as a whole. Can't be enough said about the importance of the Mittelstand in, in Germany uh, providing the majority of jobs and accounting for the majority of GDP in the German economy. Uh, having said that, we, we have seen absolutely the uh, other phenomenon you mentioned, which is that so much of business is still done on a paper basis. There's a word for it in Germany, Papierwirtschaft. And we definitely see that uh, still prevalent in even the lending and payment space. So I'd be curious to know from your perspective, you know, Tilta coming in as a B2B payment service provider, uh, which has a, a lending element to the business there uh, to uh, solve a working capital gap. What is your USP there? How is your offering a bit different than the offering of some of the other lenders that we might have seen pop up over the last three or four years? Yeah, great question. Um, Matt. So first of all, that's also what we see. Um, businesses want to pay online and use their preferred payment method online. Similar to what happened 15 years ago in the B2C space, where you were able to finally pay, um, buy now, pay later, so pay on deferred payment terms online. Um, we are not there yet in the B2B trade. So what dif what's the difference of Tilta? is first of all, um, we're an infrastructure provider, so we are white labeled. We don't put our brand on this so that our partners, um, B2B marketplaces or um, B2B e-commerce companies can basically customize um, the payment terms and the fees charged to their customers as they want. Um, however, um, there's also another key difference why you simply can't put um, a BTC buy now, pay later method on it. It's, it is in the inheritance of the B2B transactions. We believe businesses need dependability for the transactions. So customers in our case receive a pre-approved working capital facility. They can use captive on our B2B marketplace partner or B2B customer we work with. This gives them dependability. So imagine um, a handyman being on a construction site and needing to buy heat pumps for 15,000 euros. Um, he doesn't want to be declined in the checkout that it doesn't work. He wants to lock into his preferred supplier, um, then see that he has enough um, credit facility or trade account available and can basically presume with his transaction and focus what he does best, which is doing his work. What we also do different, as said, we are wide labeled and infrastructure provider. And we believe um, holistic underwriting based on a broad data set is key. There's um, clear evidence, both of our past experience, but also um, by several studies, um, that you can't underwrite B2B and large B2B transactions simply in 10 milliseconds with just credit bureau data. That's why we leverage both open banking data, but also the proprietary um, transaction behavior on the marketplace or on the marketplace of our partners um, to provide 
their end customers a higher credit facility and a higher acceptance rate, i.e. allowing our partners, the marketplaces and e-commerce sites, to do more business and their customers um, to transact more on, um, on their point of sale. And so it sounds like you're hitting kind of all the, the, the key uh, features there from a perspective of a, a seller or, or mm -hmm. a merchant who's looking for a, a financing provider that can enable them to kind of reach a wider group of potential customers uh, to provide them an assurance in, in the ability to provide funding to the widest group of customers, uh, while also letting them maintain control of the transaction from start to finish. So you're not going to send them through your own portal. The, 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 the buyer is going to be seeing essentially the merchant's checkout, the merchant's branding, and it's the merchant's relationship. You're just taking the data you need essentially to perform the underwriting decision. Um, and so that's, that's something that definitely stands out within the universe of uh, payment service providers and B2B BNPL providers that we've looked at thus far. We agree, and it's it's essentially we we're aiming to align interests of all parties involved, which is the marketplace, the seller, but also the buyer. The marketplace and the seller can um, sell more of their goods. The buyer can get the payment terms he needs, um, and he doesn't need to go um, away from the point of sale. He can get it in context. And the third, third um, partner being a potential debt um, provider gets highly liquid, highly diversified um, receivables um, in the process. Nice to hear that you are focusing on underwriting since, of course, it's uh, an important part for us as a debt provider. Uh, do you want to tell us more about the challenges you are facing and what's your plan to overcome these challenges? Yeah, happy to do so. So, as said before, we see um, B2B payments and especially credit-backed payments um, fundamentally different than in B2C. Um, and that's why we have built um, with Tilta um, a different underwriting approach where we not only focus on a checkout um, invoice financing, financing, but we look holistically at the customer in an infrastructure product. Um, that means we collaborate um, with our marketplace or e-commerce partners to leverage um, the various property data they have to provide the customers um, uh, a credit facility, but also use more underwriting data to um, get a better credit decision, which is proprietary mar marketplace data and as well as open banking data. Um, I think that's one of the key differences in, in terms of our approach where we've seen, um, especially in the last nine months, um, a very good adoption um, by our ICP um, with um, now more than seven platform partners live in our platform. What's also obviously a challenge is that um, we are starting with our ICP B2B marketplace in a segment which is just emerging. Um, just in the last three years, um, approximately um, 300 B2B marketplaces nascent in the market, but it's still a very small fraction of the market. So 
the shift to online is now happening, where we are very early in the curve, um, but we see it as very continuously growing, as previously explained with 36% CAGR. Another challenge, um, obviously, in setting up the business is that, and you're all well aware, we're venture capital back. Um, the, the environment is much different than three, uh, three years ago. And when we started Tilter, we made the deliberate decision um, to build um, a product which is, above all, automated where it makes sense, um, and in a small and experienced fintech team. And this actually um, helped us to be able to put our product live in just nine months with probably a fraction or half of the money than our competitors did, which I think is in the end a very good challenge, or was a good challenge, because it, um, it needed us to focus on, on, on being super efficient and um, um, solving the problems on an automatic, fully scalable way, which we've now implemented. I can't say really how happy that makes us uh, to hear a lender that's focusing on, number one, first and foremost, a credit-focused, credit-forward approach where the underwriting comes first, and you've taken the actual conscious decision to start, uh, as you mentioned, with seven marketplaces, taking kind of a sandbox approach to say, hey, let's put what we've designed into practice, but on a limited basis with a smaller sample size so that if God forbid something does go wrong, we have a limited downside and we can actually take the live feedback and lessons learned to hone and tweak our approach to underwriting, our credit model, our collection approach. And we definitely appreciate that immensely, uh, especially in light of the second point you mentioned with being a VC-backed company and uh, considering that within our portfolio now at Fasanara, we fund 141 non-bank lenders. Uh, the vast majority of which are VC-backed, sometimes it's a struggle we have where we're encouraging the lender to, of course, grow at a metered pace, but really taking that prudent approach and saying, hey, if you're seeing uh, a turbulent macro environment, if you're facing challenges, uh, you know, focus on profitability, focus on uh, taking that metered approach and, and slow down a little, while maybe in the backside of things, the VC partner might be saying, hey, we need to hit our growth targets. We need to see this customer number by that date. We need to see this uh, compound annual growth ratio in onboardings, on platforms, on customers. Uh, so it's really good to hear. And also, I think it speaks tremendously to the VC partners that you've onboarded thus far who trust in your process and approach and who trust you that, hey, you want to do it right the first time rather than just going from zero to 100 uh, in no time and then blowing up potentially so it's just really refreshing to hear that uh and again a reflection of why we decided uh to, to to partner with you why we're confident in your ability to grow for the long term so i just really wanted to highlight that and and, and also applaud you for that before we move forward thank you very much we think um one of the key learnings we generated as second time builders is essentially that you need to invest in scalable processes and key infrastructure where it matters and it's critical, even if it costs more for the start. And examples, we made the decision here is clear the credit decisioning stack, the data yeah. analytics 
to generate insights very early on, but also to the core banking system. Um, our experience is that not doing it right, this right from the start, generates a lot of organizational, but also technical debt, where you need a, um, a lot of manpower to clean that up. Um, while on the otherwise, when you build it right from the start, um, you can um, scale with a rather small team. And we think we are now with our 17-person team fully um, set up um, to scale to 250 million euro of annual deployment um, with our existing infrastructure. Thank you. And uh, so as you were mentioning before, the market environment changed quite a lot in the last few months. And also uh, a few days ago, the macroeconomic environment of Germany was in the first page of the Financial Times. So it would be really good to hear your view on this point. Like, how do you see it? How do you see it evolving in the next, next few months? Uh, how can this also impact your business? Yeah. Thank you very much, Margarita. So what you can look at at the macro side is that money again costs something since approximately 12 months. And that actually means that unlike two years ago, solving a working capital, corporates are actively managing their working capital, right? And that means that a solution like ours, where we help in a B2B transaction solve the working capital problem by paying the seller up front and letting the buyer um, pay later, is actually very thought after. Um, because also as a separate um, trend, we see that there's an increase in liquidity because there's a clear shift um, from bank to trade credits, so alternative liquidity sources. And banks are more cautious as they miss data for small businesses or thin credit file businesses. With our approach, where we act as a partner and infrastructure provider with our B2B marketplace partners, we can actually leverage their proprietary um, data on their marketplace about the payment behavior to actually provide these um, their um, buyers um, um, payment terms in that end solve the working capital gap. So on the one hand, it really helps us because we have um, yeah, um, signed, I think, five customers just in the last um, quarter, um, and we see actively... Um, yeah, actively more and more conversations on that. It's, it's now again a problem, unlike two years ago. Um, then if you, if you zoom out a bit and look in, in general on, on what we see in general in the market or industries, um, we not only take proprietary data of our marketplaces because we obviously also look on the general shift in the environment. So we also classify and um, monitor industries. And yes, we see certain industries more affected by inflation or other external trends. Examples are the real estate and construction industry, um, but also the hospitality industry, um, which is currently affected in our core geographies. And we are actively managing our risk intake um, in that industry based on that. So we're actively monitoring that. Um, for now, with the approach we see, we don't um, see any massive shift on the negative side in the performance of our portfolio, but that's also because we um, use our alternative data approach in the underwriting and actively manage our exposure. So overall, we think it's the right time for 
a solution like ours, actually. You know, we can reflect that on the side of uh, seeing portfolio data across Europe and worldwide from lenders who are funding in all different business models. The, the fact that with 17 people, you'll be able to, to support a 250 million uh, annual deployment flow, um, you know, speaks to, again, the validity of the, the one-to-many business model of by providing your service via the marketplace, then you're instantly able to enable credit for all those sellers selling on that marketplace. So it's, it's a much more efficient way. We also see from a, a customer acquisition uh, perspective and, and also sales, which often, uh, rather more often than not, is something that hampers a lot of early stage lenders is thinking about the customer acquisition and the growth path. And so keeping that in mind and also keeping those numbers in mind you just gave, if you could give kind of a, a high level view of, you know, where do you see Tilta in kind of the next five years? So if you looked five years out uh, and thought of goals for volume, portfolio size, market uh, saturation, uh, of course, you don't have to give all of them, but uh, any one of them that maybe is the one that you're using internally with your team that you say, hey, this is where we want to be and these are the steps we're taking to get there. Surely. Thanks, Matt. We, we actually think big if you look at five years. And the analogy we look at at our team is we want to be the Stripe Connect for credit-backed B2B transactions serving our B2B payment platforms. What does that mean? Um, current today, as a consumer, um, you're paying nearly everywhere with Stripe, but you don't know it. And the same we want to establish with Tilta, where um, our partners use our solution because it's engineering focused and you can implement it with a single line of code. Um, but you also get the benefit from our specific uh, white-labeled solution where you can also um, get a revenue share out of the payments and um, get what you need most for your customers, which is a high NPS, and we help our partners to trade most. So in five years, in, in terms of numbers, um, we want to um, clearly surpass um, 500 million um, transacted volume per annum and be operational um, all over Europe. Okay, that's that's a super strong uh, five-year goal, and I think uh, based on again your track record, uh, experience, team, and approach, definitely within the scope of uh, reasonableness. Uh, wow! Yes, also like uh, one single line of code seems like uh, quite an achievement, and uh, it's quite impressive to hear. Thank you. What do you think? Uh, like, do you have uh, it is also your biggest achievement, uh, or? Uh, uh, do you have other uh, points you are very proud of? I think we're we're proud of many achievements since we started in April 2022. If I would be able to name the biggest, we we built a regulated payment product from scratch in merely nine months with a comparably small team. Um, I think that w that is a great achievement and. Um, um, as a result, we're, we're actually super proud to, to have gathered Tier 1 VCs as backers of Tilta, um, amongst them Tenix founders, but also industry-renowned fintech angels as backers and advisors like um, ex-founders of the Solaris Bank. This really helps us um, to build on our vision and execute our plan. I would say last but not least, um, 
One of the key achievements is also raising a debt facility, facility with a renowned investor like Fasanara, and that also just 15 months after inception. Um, and if I look on our customer side, we're super proud um, to getting the trust of large-scale platforms um, and convincing them of our solution and seeing them actually using our solution. One of our latest partners has implemented the single line of cold solution in merely 12 days from kickoff to actually fully automated transaction. And that's also what um, convinces us that with the degree of automation we have and the overall efficiency, it allows us to um, carry out the 250 million euro annual volume um, within the next um, you know, 15 months. That's, that's super impressive. I've got to say, again, from the perspective of someone who's due diligence and screen now, just in the last year, uh, probably 10 different B2B, BNPL providers, one of the biggest hurdles that I've seen people facing is the way that they offer integration or, or actually enable a merchant to offer their payment solution. I think one of the biggest uh, problems and, and pitfalls is offering something that requires too much work and setup on the merchant side to the point where you might go to the merchant and say, hey, we can enable this much flow. We can essentially offer you access to a bigger set of buyers, but it's going to cost you 100K and two developers three months to get it up and running. So uh, that is a tremendous achievement. Could you speak maybe in just a little more detail to the instances of the platforms you've got involved, the merchants, how long it usually takes them from kind of first discussion with you to actually being able to offer uh, Tilta as a method of payment at checkout? Yeah, so I would say that the fastest implementation we have seen um, from start of conversation to first transaction um, was merely um, four weeks. Um, we, we have one example of a, a German um, yeah, producer and e-commerce provider of um, goods for children called Kinsgut. Um, we launched with them within um, merely four weeks after starting the conversation. Then again, another example is one of our um, customers um, providing um, in the FMCG space. Um, Magaloop, as said, we, um, yeah, we started within, um, yeah, within 15 days, I think, we implemented the solution. Um, we had longer talks before, but the, from the start, signing of the contract to implementing of the solution, that was merely two and a half weeks. Thank you. Yes, this is very impressive and uh, we are happy to be your partner and to see Tilta growing. So we are very excited about the, the next steps. And uh, yes, for sure, like uh, uh, great, uh, great news are expecting uh, for the next few months. Yeah, so thank you very much, Christoph. We really appreciate your time today. We really appreciate the insight into Tilta, uh, your offering, what you're enabling people to do. Uh, just if you wanted to take a, a minute at close here to, to kind of wrap up uh, uh, in, in kind of a, sim, uh, a single statement, who, uh, who should uh, reach out to you if they want to try to enable more buyers uh, to, to come to them for, for facilitation of B2B transactions? Yeah, Matt, Margarita, 
First of all, thanks for being part of the podcast. I really not only enjoyed the discussion today, um, but also our partnership. I think um, the way we have interacted in the past is stellar, and um, that's a kudos to you. If I could wish for someone to connect us, obviously, um, we are always happy to hear from B2B marketplace, places who always have the problem of providing deferred payment methods to their, to their buyers. So please reach out to us um, um, at hello at Tilta or on our homepage. Um, you can um, just reach out to us and we're happy to connect or even any other B2B um, commerce company, company wanting to move to online sale um, but have the, yeah, the, the problem of not being able to provide um, invoice payment terms or deferred payment terms to their customers, we are happy to help both in a fully online way but also in an omni-channel setup. Perfect. So you heard it here. Reach out. Uh, visit uh, Christoph at Tilta Online. Uh, write to him on LinkedIn and he will absolutely uh, be happy to get you in touch with the members of his team to get you up and running in potentially as fast as 15 days. And I got to say that is truly unbelievable. Thank you again. Hope you have a great day. Bye-bye.